And hello and welcome to the Weatherman Report. I am Brooke Myers, the Weatherman here. Here giving you your daily podcast, aka nightly podcast, as it's one in the morning here. And you know what? I did promise you guys my top five all-time lists. And tonight, I'm going to give you my top five centers. And I'm going to have two honorable mentions before I do my top five lists. First off, of course... We got the Admiral, David Robinson. David Robinson was a phenomenal center for the San Antonio Spurs. Seven foot one, lefty. I mean, the dude was fought in combat and came back and just put up outstanding career numbers, averaging over 21 points a game. Such an efficient player. I mean, he was a 10-time All-Star. He's a Hall of Famer. He won the MVP in 1994-1995, two-time champion, and he was an eight-time all-defensive player, and he was a block champion as well. This dude was a phenomenal player. A lot of people forget about him, but the Admiral is one of those players that I think is going to remain an NBA legend. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. I just think that's, you know, he he won a lot when his career kind of declined towards when he got older and when he had Tim Duncan playing with him. I mean, pretty hard to lose when you got one of the best winners in NBA history is Tim Duncan playing alongside you. And then going to my second honorable mention is the Buck himself, Moses Malone. The chairman of the boards, Big Mo. I mean, the dude was just an animal. And I'll tell you something. My uncle Dave, Dave Myers, played in the NBA for the Milwaukee Bucks from 1975 to 1980. We'll tell you, he is the toughest player to guard. As my uncle Dave was one heck of a defender, second pick in the draft from UCLA. And he'll tell you, this man, Moses Malone, you think you're covering him really well, but then all of a sudden he'll put up 30, 40 points on you and get 20 boards. This man was just a bucket, and he was just a monster at getting rebounds. I mean, he had a career average of 20 points. I mean, he's in the top 15 scoring all time. The dude's a Hall of Famer, obviously. He's a 13-time All-Star eight-time All-NBA, he was All-Rookie, and he was a Finals MVP. I mean, Moses Malone was just a player that just played with phenomenal effort and style. And, you know, he just worked his butt off. I mean, he kind of really was different than most players in that era because most players played three years in, in college. But Moses Malone played straight out of high school. I mean, he's one of the very few people and players just in general that were able to come out of high school and really make a mark for himself from the very start. And that Moses Malone was just, wow. I mean, I wish I could have seen him play in person. But from what my Uncle Dave told me, I mean, rest his soul. You know, he said Moses Malone was by far the toughest player he's ever had a guard. And now, going on to my top five list here. And at five, 
I have, and I don't know how people don't have this man in their top five. I mean, he, I'm he's arguably a top ten player all time. But the dream, Hakeem Olajuwon, Hakeem the dream. This man legitimately had the best feet in NBA history. And he was a big man. He was a center. This dude legitimately made centers that people say were shut down, locked down, defensive juggernauts down low in the post. Made them look silly by just how beautiful his work of, you know, just in the post was. I mean, this man changed the game with his post moves. I mean, he's also just such a underrated player when it comes defensively because nobody really ta- – I mean, I've looked at so many people's top ten lists and hardly anybody has even Hakeem like as an honorable mention. How is Hakeem not an honorable mention? I mean, this dude is legitimately just – I mean, he won two titles. I mean, of course, those two titles was when Jordan wasn't playing, when Jordan retired. But, I mean, he was a 12-time All-Star. He averaged almost 22 points a game and 11 boards. And efficient numbers shot over 51% from the field throughout his career. And, you know, he was a three-time blocks champion. I mean, this dude was just a phenomenal player. And played, you know... In an era where he won championships where not very many people won championships. Because guess what? He played in an era when Michael Jordan played. And let's face it. When Jordan was Michael Jordan. When he had Scottie Pippen with him. Nobody was beating those Bulls. And you know of course it had to be when Jordan retired for Akeem to get those two titles. But he got them. And with that he was able to be a two time NBA champion and a nine-time all-defensive player and two-time defensive player of the year. And he was also finals MVP in those two finals that he won. So, Hakeem, you know what? You're an MVP. You should be on somebody's list. You need to be because Hakeem is a dream player. And, yes, he was the first pick in the draft that Michael Jordan was in. And a lot of people would say, oh, well, I'll take Jordan over Hakeem. Well, sure. But, you know, it wasn't like Houston picked a bad pick. Because Hakeem ended up being pretty darn good. You know. I mean, yeah, Sam Bowie was definitely the bust of that draft with the Portland Trailblazers. But, hey, you know what? Hakeem Olajuwon is a dream. And he's helping out all the big men in today's game. And we're seeing his footwork just completely changed the game i mean you know he he was a guy that was able to do everything at that center spot he was able to hit mid-range jumpers you know could stretch it out could handle the basketball and just Hakeem was just different man and he really i think changed the way the center spot was played so hakeem is my number five my number four is the most dominant player and the most physical player in NBA history, and that's the Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal, you know what? I think if I really do think that if he would have taken care of his body a little bit better, you know, he could have just he could have been dominant for so much longer. 
I mean, yes, he was a 15-time All-Star, four-time NBA champion, three-time All-Defensive, and you know what? He was an MVP, but, man, I really think that those, like, last whatever it was, about four years, Shaq was just not Shaq anymore, man. You can just tell he didn't care, take care of his body very well. Uh, but his career averages are still out outrageous, though. I mean, he averaged almost 24 points for his career, averaged almost 11 rebounds, and he shot 58% from the field. And he was just in a monster, man. I mean, the dude is seven foot one, three twenty-five. I mean, try to back that, try try to defend that man. You couldn't, especially when he was younger, when he was playing for the Orlando Magic, and for the Los Angeles Lakers. He was the most unguardable and dominant player that the NBA has probably ever seen at that center's position, because all he would do would do that Shaq's black tornado or whatever he wanted to call it, and you were done. His drop step was so deadly because of how big that man was and so quick that he's, he's it was just unguardable. I mean, he was a two-time scoring champion, people. A two-time scoring champion at the center's position. And not to mention, the NBA has changed, man. Because guess what? Shaq was the last center to win an MVP. There has not been a center since. 1999 and 2000 MVP was Mike, was Shaquille O'Neal. And there has not been a an, an MVP since that was a center. So Shaq really is kind of the cornerstone of like centers and the authentic center. Because you don't really see authentic centers very often anymore. So Shaquille O'Neal... He's my number four, people. And then my number three, this is where it's going to get kind of controversial because this is kind of like the controversial one, and that's Bill Russell, the, the ultimate winner, the staple of winning, Bill Russell. The six foot ten man, Boston Celtics, 12-time All-Star, 11 championships in 13 years. What else can you say? Bill Russell was... Such a dominant player on the defensive end. He was the definition of being the focal point of a leader. He was a five-time MVP. He won, you know. He was just so good. I mean, Bill Russell, like, offensively didn't wow you. But he averaged 22.5 boards a game. So he was, I mean, we, there was no block statistic because there was no block statistic back then. So when people try and say, oh, you know, Tim Duncan, Hakeem, best blocker, like shot blockers in NBA history, I kind of look at them like, dude, if Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain had, you know, blocks statistics, their, their stats are probably, like, through the roof. But, you know, that's just how the NBA was. The NBA was different back then, and I'm not going to try and attack their competition because I don't think that's fair to do. I hate people that try and say, make you know, that try and make the argument because oh they played with they played against a bunch of plumbers or whatever. Like I I don't care. Like you're only you're only able to play in the area you are in. Like you can't attack them for what they play in. 
You know, like I hate the argument. That's the argument that people make of LeBron and Michael Jordan. You know, that everyone says, oh, LeBron's better because LeBron has to play this, 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 and this. But it's like, well, you can only play what what you you play, man. Like, you can't go into top in a different eras and see, oh, well, I, would I win if I played in this era? So I just think people just do that for just to make their argument better. And I think it's just a dumb argument because I don't think there is one true GOAT. I think there is a GOAT of eras. There's a best for every era because they're just the best against the competition they play so they can't they can't play and jump in a different era and be you know they can't jump into another era and just be the player that they are you don't know that so I just hate that argument and yes Bill Russell only averaged 15 points a game but he played with so many scorers. So I feel like that had something to do with it. And Bill Russell didn't need to score for them to win. He got a lot of rebounds. Played well defensively. Was the leader of the team. And that's what he needed to be. I mean, Bill, Bill the Hill, man. Bill Russell. 11-time champion in 13 years. What a legend he is. And now... We're going to go to my number two. And my number two is the greatest athlete to ever put on basketball shoes. And yes, he is a better athlete than Michael Jordan. Controversial statement. But Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain was not human. People, he changed the NBA completely. All the rules that the NBA has come up with have been because of Wilt Chamberlain. I mean, the key used to be so slim. But then Wilt Chamberlain changed the game because all he would do is sit like right by the basket, dunk it. I mean, nobody could stop him. I mean, name another player that averaged over 50 points in a season. I'll wait. I will wait. Wilt Chamberlain was the most dominant physically in probably NBA history. It's between him or Shaq. I just say Shaq because I was able to watch Shaq. I, was, I didn't have the chance to watch Wilt play. But, I mean, think about it. People say that you look at the record book, and that is Wilt Chamberlain's biography because of how many records he has broken. Wilt Chamberlain averaged... 30.1 points for his career. That is tied with the most with Michael Jordan. He is a Hall of Fame. He's a legend. But he is a seven foot one. Could bench more than Shaquille O'Neal. This dude was benching with Arnold Schwarzenegger and other weightlifters. This dude could bench press. 500 pounds. Wilt Chamberlain was not human. This dude was not human. This dude was just an alien playing basketball. I mean, this dude was a high jumper in college. I mean, you've seen video of him being able to like touch the top of the backboard. I mean, this dude was just a freak of nature. 
I mean, they changed the rule for free throws. Now the now they had it where you had to hit the rim. You couldn't move before hit the rim. Because guess what? He would just lob it off the backboard to himself and dunk it. And that was a free two points every single time he went to the free throw line. I mean, name another player that changed so many different rules. Like the word where they had to change the rules so much so a player could not be so dominant. Wilt Chamberlain was so dominant that they had to change the rules to try and get him to not be so dominant. I mean, yes, he doesn't he's not as much of a winner as Bill Russell, but I mean it just you know, yes, winning matters a little bit more I think than your scoring averages. But I I mean if you look at the Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain when they face off against each other, I mean the statistics are crazy on Wilt. I mean Wilt Wilt demolished Bill Russell when it came when it came to statistics. But Bill Russell had a you know I mean he had a great team. Not saying Wilt Chamberlain didn't. He had the the, the logo Jerry West, Gil Goodrich, but man I. I Bill Russell though was always end up getting on top, but Will Chamberlain was a two-time NBA champion. He had changed his game a little bit to get those two championships. Um, he was a seven-time scoring champion, a four-time MVP, and he was the Finals MVP in the 1971-1972 season. And you know he was a ten-time All NBA. So Will Chamberlain, you know. For all the teams he played for, for the five teams he played for, what a phenomenal player he was. Wilt Chamberlain, Wilt the Stilt, the Big Dipper, whatever you want to call him, he's my number two because he is statistically the greatest player in NBA history. But the reason why he doesn't take my number one spot is because my number one spot goes to you know the man that funny story my uncle dave myers who i just talked about when he was the second pick in the nba draft the los angeles lakers drafted him and guess who they ended up trading for yes kareem abdul jabbar kareem abdul jabbar was the man that that's the reason why Milwaukee he went from Milwaukee to LA was because he was in a trade for my uncle Dave talk about a crazy thing to talk about because my uncle Dave only played in the NBA for five years kind of sad because you know he found a different religion and took it really seriously and just decided to leave the NBA left everything but, hey, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, though, my number one center. I mean, all-time leading scorer in NBA history. I mean, sure, he played a lot of seasons. I mean, he's 19-time All-Star. But his career averages, he averaged 24.6 points, averaged over 11 rebounds, about three to four assists. But, I mean, he's six-time NBA champion, okay, but he has the most MVPs in NBA history. He has six MVPs. But he's a 15-time All-NBA and a four-time block champion. And a two-time scoring champion, of course. 
Like, Kareem was just a very, I think he's a very underrated defender. Because everyone just talks about his dominance. And he does have the most dominant, unstoppable shot in NBA history with the skyhook. I mean, he really was a big fella. You know, he finished with that beautiful flick of the wrist, sky in over all defenders. I mean, you couldn't block it. You couldn't block his skyhook. It's still to this day the most unguardable shot in NBA history. To this day. And that's insane because, you know, now people are going to bring up Dirk Nowinski's, you know, one step, one legged step back, James Harden's step back, you know, it, but not one of them is as dominant as, as Kareem's skyhook. I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has the most points in NBA history all time. And, you know, I'm sure LeBron will break it because, I mean, LeBron's a phenomenal player. And longevity always wins. Let's just face it that much, you know. I truly believe that's why Kareem's above Wilt is because Kareem played longer. And, you know, it's pretty – when you put up really good numbers for your whole career, you're going to end up having a pretty strong statistic – on your career numbers and so Kareem you know he's my number one and I know this might be a little controversial um, because it's a kind of a toss up between you know some people might say Shaq's number one some people say Will some people say Bill Russell no one says Hakeem but hey you know what i this is my list. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is my number one. Will Chamberlain's two. Bill Russell's three. Shaq's four. Hakeem is five. And my honorable mentions were David Robinson and Moses Malone. And that's what I have as my top five centers. And with some other news before I close out this podcast... NBA starting back July 31st. Anyone else excited? Eight games before the playoffs. We're going to see how many players can break through the bubble before the season starts. As there's already been one player that's already been put back into quarantine because of stepping outside the lines of the Disney World courts. But hey. We're going to see what ends up happening here because it's going to be a fun, fun, fun time just to watch every – to see just no home court advantage. Everyone's going to be playing on the same court. Everyone's going to – you know, we're going to see no fans. It's going to be just a very odd sight to see. But once again, you know what? This is my podcast. I'm the weatherman, Brick Myers. This is the weatherman report. And I want everyone to have a wonderful week, weekend coming up. And once again, you know, I'm here to spread positivity. I want everyone to really just tell someone you love them. Tell your parents, tell your siblings, tell a friend. Don't really care. Just tell somebody you love them. Because you know what? You don't know whether that's going to be the last time you see that person. You know what? We should never be negative, man. Because all negativity brings is negative energy. And negative energy just brings our days down. 
And right now in 2020, with how negative it's been, we need positivity in our lives. You know, it's just been a, such a, a t tough time to be around in 2020. But guess what? You have your health. You know, you have your loved ones. So cherish that, man. You have your faith. Cherish that. I want people to really just dig deep and just tell someone you love them. I don't really care who it is. You got to love somebody. And just know that people are there for you. Always. Reach out if you feel lost, okay? Because you know what? There's we all we all go through we all go through stuff, man. We all go through times of tyranny and despair. But it always gets better. And I want everyone to know that. That it always gets better. So, once again, I am the Weatherman, Berg Myers. This is the, weather, the Weatherman Report. And thank you for joining in for this podcast. Tomorrow I'll have my top five power forwards. The next day will be top five small forwards. And then the next day after that will be my top five shooting guards. And then to top it off will be my top five point guards. So get ready for that. And once again, have a wonderful rest of your night as I'm closing off. I met this girl out on the west side.